Gather round, children. This is the Dice Tower Network. The Broken Meeple, Season 2, Episode 32, Essen, The Preview. Essen is just right around the corner. What games am I looking forward to? What am I going to be doing at Essen? Here's where you find out. Hello and welcome to an Essen preview show. This is not going to be the longest show ever, but I wanted to at least get this one out before Essen was upon me. Literally, I'm recording this on the Sunday night, so getting this out relatively quickly in time for people to hopefully listen to on their way to Essen, whatever that's going to be now or tomorrow, or in my case, first thing on Wednesday morning before dawn break. Yes, I'm going to be heading up literally, we're talking my flight leaves 8 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning. So, uh... You know, I've got to spend an hour and a half obviously getting there, and obviously I've got to get up and have breakfast and that. So it's going to be an early morning for me. But that means I'll arrive in Essen at about 10-ish. Uh, I should be going to some celebration thing that's been arranged in the evening, but hopefully I'll just be mirandering around Essen for the Wednesday, sort of getting, you know, just seeing the sights and then having a bit of food and that sort of thing. But then Thursday through the Sunday, the entire event, I'm going to be there. How much I'm going to be doing? Well, that depends. I'm not going to be recording as much as I did at the UK Games Expo this time, mainly because nobody really watched those videos, so it's kind of a put-off to want to do in-convention footage. What I will probably do is take some B-roll footage to include in my Essen video review, which will no doubt come after the show is done. But other than that, I'm just going to be there, enjoying myself, playing demos, finding out about games, doing what you guys do, probably spending too much money, mainly because I'm travelling hand luggage, but I also know I can either mail the games home, or I can just deposit them in the truck of a friend of mine, so it's like, hmm, great, looks like my wallet is not going to be safe after all. I will also be helping out on the Dice Tower booth, so if you want to come and chat to me personally, you can find me there on on certain hours of each day, and possibly more so on the latter couple of days when I've already got most of my stuff done. So on Thursday, I am currently booked in for 12 o'clock for an hour on the booth. I might go in at 2 o'clock as well because they seem to be a guy short, but then I would have to be on for an hour, off an hour, and then on an hour, and that's a little bit... Uh, and I kind of want to get everything done on Thursday and Friday when the show isn't as busy. Friday, I will be there between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Uh, Saturday, I will be there again between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock. Might even do a little bit extra on Saturday, I don't know, because Saturday is so busy, it's a nightmare to get into demos and that. And Sunday, I will be there between 11 and 1, and possibly more so near the end of the day, just because by the time we get to the Sunday evening, I've kind of done everything. So that's what I'm going to be doing in terms of helping out, but otherwise I'll probably be at the Dice Tower live show, although that's not guaranteed because they're quite short on the booth during that hour, so maybe I'll be skipping the show to help them out. I mean, it's not like I can't watch the show on YouTube, so it's not like I'm missing out too much, and it means that all you cool people can watch it anyway, so we'll see on that front. But I'm certainly going to be just wandering around, I'll probably have a Broken Meeple t-shirt on, so if you want to say hi... Literally, unless I am busy talking to a publisher or designer, just come up and say hi. 
you know, say hi to me in the demo game, say hi to me when I'm browsing, say hi to me when I'm literally just walking down the aisle. Unless I look like I am in complete hurry, like I literally am looking at my watch, like, oh God, oh God, I gotta get going, you know, really quick, I'm gonna talk to you. It's not gonna, I'm not gonna beat you away or anything like that. So just come up and say hi, say what you think of the show, just talk about what you're doing and how you're enjoying Essen. Literally just come up and talk. Be happy and, you know, flattered to hear and see from you guys, okay? No matter where you're from or whether you even listen to the show at all, you know, that much or watch the video channel, just come up and say hi. Now, of course, let's get on with the crux of the show, which again is not going to be the longest show in the world, but this is essentially going into detail into some of the games that I want to find while I'm there. Now, some of these are not going to be recent games. Some of these might be just ones that's like, oh yeah, I've really wanted to grab that. You know, I just kind of really might use the opportunity now. There are a few old games that I'm going to try and find. I'm certainly going to go by every single store that sells LCGs and see whether anybody's got any Lord of the Rings nightmare decks, because it's getting really harder, harder and harder to find them and I want to buy them up because I want to play them. So if there is a retailer out there or a Fantasy Flight Games related retailer that is stocking a ton of Lord of the Rings Nightmare decks, please get in touch because I really want to find them at Essen. But I've also got some inserts to pick up, I'm going to check out accessories galore. So there's going to be a lot I'm doing in general but let's have a look at some of the stuff I'm really looking forward to and this is including expansions because who doesn't like expansions? So first up, we've got Seven Wonders Armada. Yep, this is going to be another expansion for a game that I already love. And with this one, I don't know a huge amount about it. You effectively get a naval board at the start of the game, in addition to your wonder board. It has the various colours, including, you know, for different cards that you can shuffle into the deck. And the idea is, is that every time you pay for the cost of any red, green, yellow, blue card, whatever, not only the ones that you get in the expansion, you can pay an additional cost shown on your naval board to advance your ship of the matching colour. And as you advance each ship, you get various bonuses. Okay, sounds quite cool, does sound like it's going to make the game a little bit more meaty than average, but then so did Babel, and to be fair, I'm getting bored with playing Seven Wonders with just the base set, so I always want to play with a lot of the expansions. This one sounds pretty cool, you know, they've hit it out of the park every single expansion so far, so, you know, Seven Wonders Armada should do the trick for me. Next up is another expansion, Caverner, the Forgotten Folk. Oh my god, have we been waiting for an expansion for this game for so long. And this is based on a fan project on Board Game Geek. So, you know, fair enough. It's not necessarily an official one, but it's obviously done so well that people want to make it a proper release. This one is basically going to consist of eight different species, you know, that like elves and dark elves and trolls. And now everybody can be one of these species instead of just the dwarfs. And each one gets advantages and disadvantages, some introducing new resource into the games and some unique rooms. Oh yes, variable player powers. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be one of my first things I hunt down. Cannot wait. I love Caverner. Beats out Agricola. Sorry, just does. And variable player powers. What more do I want? This is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Next up, another cool expansion. Don't worry, there are, there are, I'm, I'm looking forward to actual games here. But suffice to say, I have got to a point where I look at these new games and I go, okay, they seem quite cool, but what's the new thing they're bringing? So there's going to be a limit on those. But certainly there will be eventually less expansions that I'm talking about here. I'm just going in order from what the tabletop together tool has printed out for me. By the way, if you don't know Tabletop Together, then go check out their website. They've got a brilliant tool for sorting out games for this sort of event. You really should check them out. 
Anyway, Flamme Rouge, the Meteo expansion. This looks, there's not much detail on this. All I know is that it is essentially bringing in weather phenomenon like storms, side winds, and headwinds. Flamme Rouge is already a fantastic cycling game. Introduce weather effects to make it a little bit more interesting. Can't wait, and it looks like it should be a pretty simple inclusion. Next up is Western Legends. Yes, I didn't get involved in the Kickstarter nor the pre-order for this game, but all I'm hearing is good buzz. A sandbox thematic Western game experience. This sounds so up my street, I don't know why I didn't back it. I guess I was just a bit, you know what, burnt out on Kickstarter just because of the amount of money I spend on this wretched thing. But it certainly looks good and I was very tempted to pre-order it when the Kickstarter finished. I didn't get involved with it at the time, but if it's out for retail here, I'll probably grab it. It, it sounds up my alley. Uh, well, saying that, not the biggest Western theme fan, but they're okay. But a sandbox Euro game, which you can pretty much pick whatever path you like and go down that path, yeah, that certainly got my interest. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying to grab this one. If I can, that is. Next up is Holding On The Troubled Life Of Billy Kerr. Now I got to play a demo of this at the UK Games Expo, and it was really an interesting co-op game. The only thing that makes me a little bit hesitant is that I don't know if it's going to be that rewarding to have multiple players in the game. However, the theme of trying to keep a guy alive while you uh, effectively work out his memories, and that was just the, the first module, I don't know what the other nine modules in the game are going to be like, it's telling a big thematic story. Sounds really cool, the uh, mechanics were pretty innovative, and like I say, the theme alone makes me want to try this, and it's a co-op, so I can either play it solo, or I can play it with some friends who are big fans of co-op games. It's getting mixed reviews at the moment, generally the buzz is quite high for this one, but it's hard to say whether people are really loving it. There seems to be a few mixed ones like saying, yeah, it's decent, but it's nothing special, but I haven't heard anyone say it's like really, really bad or anything. There's not much more I can say about it, you know, because I've only had a demo of the first module where you were trying to piece together the guy's memory from his, you know, past while trying to keep him alive and stop him having, like, you know, ceasing having cardiac arrest. The rest of the modules, though, could be all sorts of different story elements, of course, while trying to keep the guy alive. So, looking forward to seeing how this one turns out. If there's an easy way to grab a copy, I'll probably be hunting that one down. Next up is The River by Days of Wonder. Now, I'm getting mixed reviews for this one as well, so it's kind of downgraded from my need to just a want side of things. But the main reason is that a gateway level worker placement game sounds pretty good, you know, that's the sort of thing I would like to, uh, you know, tile placement and worker placement in a nice simple way. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for gateway games. I certainly want to try them out. And Days of Wonder always make games that look great. And they normally hit it out of the park 90% of the time. I am hearing mixed reviews about this one, saying that it's like, it's okay, does what it says in the tin, but nothing special, which does put me a little bit uneasy. However, I'm still going to check it out, because it's probably going to be less than 30 minutes of my time to actually get a demo of this game, because it sounds like it's nice and short, and maybe this will be a great gateway game. Uh, it's going to be hard to top Reef, which I've just done a review about recently, but, you know, gateway game, Days of Wonder, is usually their shtick, so can't be all bad, can it? This next game is mainly on the list because of its theme. The description of the game has me a little worried that maybe the theme will get lost or perhaps it will be too much of a historically themed game, which I don't tend to go through, but Ceylon is definitely something that I'm looking at, mainly because I'm just a massive tea drinker. So, you know, any game that is about building tea plantations is already gonna get quite a, you know, a decent look from me. The idea being 
that during the second half of the 19th century, uh, in what was then Ceylon, um, it's basically, I think it's like it's the name of the tea, but it's also the name of the nation of Sri Lanka in the old days. Uh, essentially, a deadly fungus killed off all the coffee plantations on the island, thus causing a serious economic crisis. So now you take on the role of pioneers who have developed the Ceylon tea industry. So you're building plantations in different districts and at different altitudes. You're trying to sell it to the most important export companies, and you must win the favor of councillors of each district and develop the technology that allows you to get ahead of your competitors. Looks very pretty. Certainly, it sounds like it's going to be a Euro economic style game. Not usually the thing I tend to go for, but it mentions things like grid movement and area control, area influence, variable phase order. You know, these are characteristics I do like, but a Euro game about the tea industry could win me over because of that really, because of a theme that I can relate to. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying this one out. I didn't pre-order it for a discount because I'm kind of just, I want to see the game first before I really make a decision. Next up, Renegade Game Studios will be putting out Architects of the West Kingdom. This one was reviewed by the Dice Tower crew on Miami Dice, and they gave it a highly positive review. It's again, it's another historical theme one. Oh great, you know, not the first thing that I would go for. But the actions and the mechanics in this sound pretty interesting. Where you've got to, you know, you've got to collect raw materials, hire apprentices, and, you know, keep an eye on your workers, but... The fact that they can sort of go to prison and then get released later and stuff like that is like, okay, this sounds interesting. It's gotten good reviews, and the fact that all three of them like it is quite a big thing because they all have very different tastes, all three of them. So I'm definitely going to check this one out. Again, I hope that the historical theme is more of a afterthought or not the major thing, but like I say, the this is kind of in a series of, it's kind of a new cycle, but it's a bit like those, um, what are they called, like Raiders of the North Sea and Finia of the North Sea stuff. And Raiders is really good. The other two weren't. Was it one or two? I can't remember. But, you know, I want to give this one a try. This one's just on my like status. You know, it sounds like something I would like to give a try. But I need to go and really do a demo of it before I can make a decision. Next up is Azul, the Stained Glass of Sin Sinatra. No, Sintra, I think it's just called. Now... I am a little bit wary of this because I find that the idea that they're using the word Azul, even though they're saying that this is a different game than Azul, is a bit of a cash grab or a bit of a buzz hype. You know, oh yeah, it's got Azul in the title. It must be amazing. Well, Azul is a really good game. Is this one going to be as good or better? Hard to say. And again, Stained Glass. Oh great, is this another Sagrada thing again? I don't know what it's going to be like, but... It's the next line in Next Move Games, which is a subdivision of Plan B games. Azul was already a fantastic game. Reef is an even more fantastic game. So, I gotta at least give this one a look, because let's face it, they're on a high streak at the moment. Can they continue it with this one? I'll have to see. You're effectively building stained glass windows with the tiles this time. It's apparent they haven't released a huge amount of information on it. The idea is that it's meant to be different enough from Azul so that you shouldn't need both. No idea really until I see it. I have my I have my suspicions, but like I say, they're on a high streak, so I don't expect there to be like a, a bad game as such. But the question is, will this one be great or simply forgettable? Next up, I'm really looking forward to Dice Settlers. This one is certainly getting a fair bit of buzz, although there's a little bit of a hmm component issues that some people are mentioning with pre-orders. However, the idea is that this is a civilization dice game. You're pool building, you're resource gathering, and using area control. You've got bags of dice, you roll and choose your own actions from exploring new lands and building the board through gathering and trading to developing technologies which offer even more abilities. Effectively choosing your own path to victory. 
Okay, sounds good. A civilization game that hopefully isn't too heavy and involves the use of pool building with dice. Those mechanics alone are already singing to me. I just hope though it's not a gimmick because there's a lot of these dice use games coming out these days and not every single one of them has hit home with a massive splash. But this one is certainly getting a lot of uh, you know, a lot of buzz. The idea that the board changes and you have different technologies every game and lots of different strategies to do, it's certainly high up on my list to try. It's been a while since I've really done much with NSKM games, but you know, like I say, <laughs> rubbish name, but I'm certainly gonna give this one a look. Next up is a weird one. Restoration games should have some like production copies of, you know, not necessarily the buy, but certainly a look at the production copies of Fireball Island, the Curse of Volcar. Now, I never played the original, so I don't have this nostalgic connection to that game. However, I love Downforce. Um, uh, what was it called? The Emergence or Emergence? I can't remember. There was a card, Indulgence, that was it. Yeah, the card game was all right. Downforce was really good. You know, they're generally doing a good job with these restoration style games. So what's this one going to be like? Everyone's sort of being like, oh yeah, this will be great, you know, we get to play that again. Sounds like a bit of a kid-style game from what I've heard of it. However, the, from what I've seen, the production copies do look pretty sweet. And if this was one of those games where, you know, you just play it for a bit of light-hearted fun and it looks the business, you know what, I'd be happy enough to get it and, you know, have a bit of light-hearted fun every now and again. Never played the original, so this will be my first delve into what Fireball Island is all about. Not that I'm expecting them to be able to actually let us play the game, but I certainly want to at least see what it's going to look like. Next up, Imperial Settlers, the Amazon expansion. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about the Amazon expansion where you effectively go through your whole deck. You know, you're discarding cards out of your deck, so almost like thinning it out. It's different to what the other races do, and to be honest, Imperial Settlers is still a great game. Therefore, I want to check every expansion out for it. This is probably going to be an auto-buy, add it to my collection, and we'll see how it goes. It seems that NSKN Games is going to get another look from me because I can't even pronounce this name. Teotihuacan? City of Gods? Whatever it is. It's the basically, I think, from the same people who did um, the uh, Zolkin game. And this one's going to involve area movement, set collection, tile placement. It looks a bit bland. I think the whole aesthetics of the game, but this one is getting so much buzz and love. Everybody is saying it's great. I just hope that it's not all just the mechanics and no theme, and certainly, well, let's hope it's not too heavy to get to the table. It's gonna be a nightmare for me to have to pronounce that stupid name though. I mean, I'm sure, it, uh, I know it's a real name of, of a place, but could we not have picked easier name? Could we have not just said that's the setting and then called the box something else? Because most people are not going to know how to pronounce this at all. It's going to be a nightmare for reviews. But yeah, I want to give it a try. I mean, it says 90 to 120 minutes. Okay, cool. One to four players means I can play it solo. And it looks like David Turksey has, you know, got involved with this. And he does some very good solo modes for various games like Anachrony, etc. So yeah, I'll, I'm interested to try it finally. Because it seems that everybody else other than me has tried it. And finally, before I sort of just go quickly through a few more expansions, because I need to wrap this up soon, and that is the Forgotten City. This one, I don't know a lot about the way it plays, but the images look so pretty, so colourful, and so gorgeous that I have to take a look based on colour scheme alone. However, what I am told is that you basically are, you know, you're within a fantastical grove of, you know, inside a forgotten city where you find yourself, apparently. When you wake up, fairies help you on your path to remembrance by recollecting memory fragments and various other stuff. I mean, that's part of the theme. 
The idea is though is that it's a two to four player strategic city building game. You've got three main ways to score points and you may even sequence your actions to optimize this from the very start as to which path you want to do. Though through limiting the number and types of actions in certain situations, you push players to focus on optimal decision making, yet encourages people to do divergent strategies. Hmm, okay. It's a little vague from that description, I'll admit, but there's not many you know reviews out for it yet. Sounds like it's going to be a relatively heavy game by the looks of it. It certainly doesn't look like it's going to be you know, a light game per se. But, like I say, the colour scheme alone already makes me want to try this. And it does only say 60 to 90 minutes, so how heavy can it be? You know, not a lot of information on this one, but as I just look through the images on Board Game Geek, oh my god, it looks so pretty. Looks so pretty. You know, I want to try it. That's pretty much the main reason for that one. So that's kind of a brief overview as to what I'm doing and what sort of games I'm looking out for there. Obviously, I'm going to be looking up a lot of other stuff as well. Like if uh, Madigo has got Dice Town for sale, I'll probably buy that because I haven't had that game. I hear good things about it and it will just give me the opportunity to. Maybe Cyclades and Titans from the same company. There's bound to be loads of other stuff that I want to buy. And even then, that was just a few off my list. I mean, there's other stuff I've put on there like the expansion to Imhotep, uh, Hokkaido, which I know nothing about that game. It's just purely because it's from the same sort of series of games as uh, one that I was shown recently, Honshu. And I thought Honshu was quite a cool game. This is basically, I think, the next in the line. So that's enough of a reason for me to want to at least check it out. Um, Empress 4, I'm going to look at their uh, company and look at a bunch of their games because Hanamakoji is such a good game. It is one of my top 10 favorite games. And so... Obviously, I want to try the other ones like Shadows in Kyoto, Mystery of the Temple and that. Where better than to go to Essen and check out their stand, because that's where there's going to be a ton of them. And probably in short supply, that's my only worry. Other ones, uh, Dixit 10th Anniversary Expansion. I mean, well, well it's more Dixit cards, why not? Uh, Fog of Love, you've got extra expansions for that game, although... I don't know if I'm likely to buy them because the problem is I don't really get it to the table much at the moment because I bought it for me and my ex-girlfriend to play and we only got to have one game of it. So it was a little bit of a shame, that one. But maybe I'll get a chance to play it. Uh, Kuzco, don't know a lot about that one. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. But a city-building game in 90 minutes done by Michael Kiesling and Wolfgang Kramer. That's a good sign. I just don't know a lot of details about it. Purely by designer and look alone is kind of why I'm going for it. Uh, I was looking forward to Treasure Island, but the recent review that Tom Vassell did kind of put me off that one. I don't think this will be a game that I go for, even though it was originally quite a nice thing. So I'm probably going to skip that one. Uh, Smash Up Expansion, I might get it just because I'm there. Although, to be honest, this whole thing with the new bigger, geekier box kind of is put me off a little bit. Because, well, you know, I've got enough Smash Up as it is and it doesn't hit the table as much as I would love to. Maybe I should start bringing it to more game nights. Uh, Kanban will have a driver's edition there, I believe, so if it's got enough differences between my current edition of Kanban, maybe I might just get an updated copy. Uh, Santa Maria, American Kingdom's expansion. Santa Maria's alright, I've got it, I enjoy it, but I'm kind of like, it needs modular expansions and it is a very dry game, so it's not like I'm desperate for it. However, I'm certainly going to check it out and see, uh, what else have we got, uh, Reef, Kings of the Coral expansion. I haven't really talked about that because, frankly, it's a mini expansion. It pretty much makes very little difference to the game. So I might I might skip it. I might get it. Reef is great, but I'm not desperate for it. Uh, Celestia's got a little initiative expansion. Know nothing about it, but Celestia's a great game, so I'm certainly going to check it out. 
Uh, Forbidden Sky, I would like to try it, but I'm not hearing great things about that game, and the recent Dice Tower review was somewhat off-putting, so that's something I'm likely to want to get. Forbidden Desert is kind of my one of choice, but we'll see how it goes. So that's it really, I need to wrap this up and get to bed and everything, I will try to get this edited and out probably, if I can do it tonight maybe, maybe I've got time tonight but mainly I'll probably do it tomorrow night, um, certainly by the latest I'm going to do it on Tuesday night in time for people going to Essen but I would like to get it out sooner if possible. So hope you've enjoyed this podcast, sorry it's not a like structured format type of Essen preview, I just wanted to give an overview of the sort of stuff I'm looking for, an overview of what I'm doing, I will certainly do a proper video with audio on the podcast as well to go out after I've been to Essen and had my experiences. So for those of you going to Essen, hope I'll meet some of you there and I hope you have a fantastic time. For those of you not going to Essen, I hope you find something equally fun to do this week and enjoy playing some games. So that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Take care. Good night. And remember, it's only a game. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy life to listen to this podcast presentation. If you like what you hear, then please check out my other material on my various other platforms. Firstly, the blog, brokenmeeple.blogspot.co.uk, where you can find all my written reviews and links to my other material. You can find me on my Facebook page. You can also find me on Twitter at The Broken Meeple where you can ask me questions, get in touch and just generally have a good conversation. You can also check out my YouTube channel where I'm posting anything from a review to a top 10 list to board game app playthroughs and hopefully much more in the future. And speaking of the future, if you want to support The Broken Meeple then please subscribe to the Patreon campaign where you can assist in helping me keep this blog up and running and try out new ideas in the future. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and I hope you enjoy listening to my other material. For now, take care and enjoy playing games. For me and everyone else on the Dice Tower Network, have fun gaming. Remember folks, Dice Tower Network cares.